Welcome to the Pin 12 podcast, a show discussing the most decorated conference in college wrestling, the Big 12. Uh, I'm your host, Lee Cawthorn, and I'm joined with my co-host, uh, Sam. Sam, what's going on? Oh, not much. It's election day here in Minnesota, and the big news in the polls, Intermat and Flow both released today, and Iowa State, North Dakota State, stock going up. So, love to see it. Yeah, absolutely. That's, uh, that's a Did good... Did I worry uh, you there with my start? A little bit. I was. I thought we were gonna. Uh, we'd have to get on Rockfin if uh, <laughs> you were gonna go too much further down that. But um, no, I. That's great. I think that North Dakota State. I mean, yeah. You know, since we started the podcast, Big 12's two and zero against the uh, Big Ten in duels. So, um, is that a coincidence? I don't think so. I mean, I think <laughs> it was just bound to happen. I mean. You know, one for each of us. I don't care. I'll take credit for the Iowa State one. You want to take credit for the North Dakota State upset? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, Obi Blanc's the uh, associate head coach there at NDSU. So, uh, we'll... I think Marston's on staff too, right? Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, that that's a that's a good uh, that's a good split. We'll take that divide for sure. But um, no, huge wins for those two programs. You know, North Dakota State for sure uh, going down to Lincoln and um, taking out a very good Nebraska team is impressive. And it wasn't even their top guys that did it right. Franick, Jared Franick is their pound for pound, probably their best wrestler. Absolutely. And he lost to Peyton Rob, you know, mm-hmm. um, Owen Pence lost. Right. So uh, it's, it was a really good duel for them. Uh, top to bottom, you know, team win and they scored bonus points when they needed to, and they pulled it out. And that's a big upset for the bison. And, um, has to leave Nebraska kind of wondering, you know, how are we going to get back to, uh, as usual, 10 qualifiers and um, finishing around ninth in the NCAAs, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, kind of funny to have them do it on the night that they had Jordan Burroughs in town to honor all his amazing success for Team USA. Um, it's always nice to see a small program go in and kind of hit them in the mouth and shock some people. Um yeah, let's start out that duels on Friday night. Let's start out with that one. Uh, so 125, uh, Liam Cronin got the win for Nebraska, 5-1 over Carlos Negrete. Uh, Boo Dryden won a close one over McGuire Midkiff. And then you get to 141, and this is where you saw some life out of the bison. Dylan Drogmiller uh, was wrestling Brock Hardy, who's a really strong kid for Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Um, and Drogmiller came away with a 10-4 win. So, uh, you know, I was following along with that. And then I see 149 Ridge Lovett doesn't come out and it has since been announced that he's going to redshirt this year. Um, so that obviously knocks Nebraska down a peg to have a national finalist out of the lineup, but that's who their team is going to be this year. Um, so Michael Weber steps in for the bison and gets the overtime win three to two in tiebreakers. Uh, and then you're at 157. And yeah, one fifty. You you want to talk about that match, Lee? Uh, one fifty seven. One fifty seven. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Big Ten posted that one. They posted their two of their wins there, and uh, <laughs> uh, Rob, you know, really, it was a extremely well fought match. Is is what it boils down to. Franick is certainly there with a guy who's contending to be in the final finals conversation at one fifty seven in a weight class that is it's kind of open this year, right? Um, you don't necessarily know exactly who your finalists are going to be. I, I know you don't know that in every way, but you have your ideas. 157 is one where it's it's pretty wide open. Peyton Robb is a guy that could step into that. And um, Franick didn't make it easy on him. He was able to get to legs and they were, they got into some scramble positions that, that Rob ultimately came out on top of, but um, you know, it was, it was a really, tough fought match for sure uh, uh a fun one uh to watch and and one that uh you know we might see again in march yeah it really seems like it could be a quarterfinal semifinal match at the ncaa tournament uh then 165 uh i had i would say this was the most important match of the duel mm-hmm. uh michael caliendo north dakota state goes out there against jager condomitty who had won the wrestle off against uh strong bubba wilson um for nebraska and pins condomitty the redshirt freshman in just a minute 20 
uh, complete shocker. I know Nebraska fans were really high on their freshman's uh, upside, and it really just took the wind out of sails for the Huskers. Uh, so Caliendo, the standout performance, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Anytime you can go, it, when you're an underdog like that, when you can go get bonus points, that just is, uh, and especially six, right? Um, that's like changes things. It, it changed the door. Absolutely. And then 174, Gavin Sachs, uh, way up at 174 this year, got majored by Mikey Labriola. Um, not really a surprise there. Labriola's like Peyton Rob. He's, you know, going to be in that national finalist conversation. Uh, 184, sure. D'Anthony well, Parker. And you Go were ahead, saying, Lee. you know, Sachs all the way up at 174 pounds. He was 149 last year. So jumping three weight classes, is especially amazing. those three, the yes. yeah. that's incredible. So, I mean, that's, that's definitely a, uh, um, Sachs is a solid wrestler. Uh, you know, if, if he was at 157 or 165, I'd say he's, you know, a blood round type of contender. Um, but he went out it just there seems and, that's where his spot in the lineup is. Yeah, with it, how strong the Bison are at fifty-seven and sixty-five. Exactly, but he goes out there and he keeps it to a major decision, um, and doesn't get put on his back when um, Labriola is a guy that can do that, right? Like, you know, okay, we gave a pin, you know, you know Labriola go out there and get a pin, right? That's what the conversation was, um, and he didn't do, he, you know, he wasn't able to do that. Just kept it to a major decision. So yeah, really helped his team. Yeah, big time. Then DJ Parker, 184, uh, getting the tech fall over Brandon Van Tassel. And, you know, another match where bonus points are huge. And it gave them uh, that wiggle room because at 197, you have Owen Pence. And we talked about it at the beginning. uh, The two best wrestlers for the Bison were, they both took losses. Mm -hmm. So Owen Pence goes down in sudden victory to Silas Allred. Allred's new to the lineup for the Huskers this year with Eric Schultz's departure. But he's not inexperienced. I remember at the Dactronics Open last year, he caught Younger Bastida on his back for the pin and was definitely, um, I mean, one of the few losses that Bastida took that was not uh, an Mm All-American. So then it comes down to heavyweight, and Cale Davidson got out to a 1-0 lead on Juan Mora, which I guess is another thing we can talk about. Brandon Metz did not wrestle in this duel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if there's anything else to that. Uh, but Juan Mora was the guy last Friday and goes out there and gets the two to one victory over Cale Davidson uh, to clinch the duel in Lincoln for the Bison. Yeah, massive. I mean, just that's like we said at the beginning, that's a team win for North Dakota State, your redshirt freshman heavyweight who's you know sitting behind your quite frankly, you know, more credentialed heavyweight wrestler I you know who knows why he's sitting out I don't have that inside track but um going out there and just gutting out a win against uh Davison who's a very solid you know national qualifier right so um that's uh I guess he hasn't qualified but he's a senior in his whatever sixth year um taking his lumps Nebraska's had a long string of good heavyweights yeah but uh still right like you don't expect to win that one. And uh, I'm, I must be confusing with another Davidson at Illinois. The Northwestern Davidson. There you go. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, but still, you know, gutty win there, especially after Owen Pence gets upset. Um, you know, that that gave the Bison the duel and um, just what a what a great performance by them. Absolutely. So they come away with a 20 to 16 victory to kick off the wrestling season for the Big 12. Um Let's go to the next big one for this weekend. And that's Iowa state over Wisconsin, yeah. uh, 26 to six, uh, you know, really as an Iowa state fan, I was thinking if Iowa state won this, it was going to be like a 17, 16 score, yeah. but they came away with, uh, eight victories out of the 10 matches and really, uh, you know, my brother was at the Iowa state football game. He texts me when it's done. He's like, Hey, are, like, what's going on? Are we just catching a bunch of guys or. Uh, is the or is Iowa State as dominant as the scoreboard leads you to believe? And honestly, I thought they were more dominant. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't trail in a match until 157, and mm-hmm. that was so they come out there. Um, Kyson Tarakina takes out two-time All-American Eric Barnett in sudden victory. Uh, you know, got out to an early lead. Barnett battled back and got it to exactly one minute of riding time. Um, and then Tarakina got the takedown in 
OT, which you love to see from someone who faded late in matches last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Redding over all former All-American and former uh, Big 12 wrestler Taylor Lamont. He's at Wisconsin now after transferring from Utah Valley. And Redding wins 10-4, uh, really a dominating performance. I know a lot of people thought this was going to be Ramazan Adesayo's spot this year, but with how good Redding looked from neutral, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's going to be an uphill battle for Adesayo to win the spot back. Definitely. Well, and going back to 125, you know, Barnett's a guy that guy that they talk about as being a semifinalist top four guy at 125 pounds this year. So um, that's a massive win uh, for Tarakina to get that one out. And that's, but, but that's kind of what Tarakina does, right? He, 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 yeah, he fades late, but he guts out wins when he is able to pull these upsets and it's not his first time pulling an upset like this. So um, we'll see if he's able to just maintain that throughout the year and win more of the matches that he's supposed to win. Um, so you know, great win for him. And then, yeah, Redding, um, just a, a real dominant performance against Lamont, who, uh, you know, we're all just have been waiting for him to turn it on. He's up to 130, up at 133. Um, uh, you know, who, who knows? I know he's an All American, but uh, um, that's, that's an interesting kind of a roller coaster ride. Yeah, for sure. So Redding, great win for him. Um, and then I'll let you talk about your two, uh, the, these two new guys to the lineup here, uh, uh, Swiderski and Panera Johnson. So, yeah, the freshman really showed out, uh, Casey Swiderski, not as much of a surprise. A lot of people had this pegged as a big match for him going up against, uh, Joseph Zargo, who was ranked number 11 at the time. And this was a lot more physical than those first two matches, but still very much controlled by Swiderski, uh, got in on a headbutt double. Uh, about 10 seconds into the match and really set the tone. So he comes away with a 10 to five victory. And at this point, I'm like, what the heck is going on? Um, I'm just trying to run through how the, how Wisconsin is going to come back in this duel and going through the scenarios and I'm starting to not see them. And then 149 uh, starts in Austin Gomez, ranked number two in the country, big 10 champion comes out there against Iowa state freshman, Pinero Johnson and hits a twister and I'm like, yep, this is how Wisconsin gets back in it. Mm-hmm. But somehow Johnson does not go over. You know, he stops the twister, uh, stops the whip over and just muscles down and gets out of it with no points. I was like, huh, that's interesting. And then next thing you know, Panero Johnson is pouring on the points um, and just counter- countering anything Gomez throws at him. Um, so that was a super exciting match to watch. Lots of action, lots of flurries. And with a just tremendous result, um, huge upset. I don't think there's anybody outside of Ames, Iowa that thought Pinero Johnson was going to win that match. For sure. For sure. I think you'd be pretty hard pressed to find somebody in Ames that thought that Pinero Johnson was yeah, going to win. It was not on my radar at all. <laughs> Limiting yeah. bonus points was the goal in yeah. my mind. Awesome. You know, awesome upset, awesome way to start the year. Um, and then, you know, Gomez has to regroup and, uh, make his way right. I, I know Iowa State fans still cheer for him. There's not a lot of animosity there, so uh, you know if, if I'm, I'm sure he'll be able to regroup and go, you know, finish high on the podium again. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Then 157. Um, this was one of the two losses for the Cyclones. Jason Kreiser went down six to five to number 18 Garrett Modell. Um, he Kreiser actually led midway through this match. Iowa State led in both the matches that they lost. So that's where I'm getting at. Like, you know, this duel actually could have been even uglier uh, somehow. But that's a one-point victory for Garrett Model, Wisconsin. And then David Carr versus Dean Hamity in the featured matchup of the duel Mm -hmm. uh, between two uh, just blue chippers. And David Carr got the first takedown. Uh, Eventually, Hamity comes back to take the lead into the third period. And that's where Carr, uh, you know, sort of uh, hit another gear that Hamity couldn't stick with, mm-hmm. uh, got an escape, and then got two third-period takedowns. Um, so, you know, Carr, uh, score-wise, a little bit underwhelming, and even watching the match a little bit underwhelming. Um, but then you think back and you're like, okay, it was three takedowns to none. Um, the match really wasn't as close as the score indicated, I don't think. For sure. Uh, I mean, I didn't get to watch it. Um, you know, I'm hoping that it gets posted here uh, at some point, but 
Um, I, I figured this was going to be a much, really, I thought it was gonna be closer. Uh, and Carr didn't really let Hamity, uh, get to him at all. Um, I think that, you know, some questions about him going up in weight are, um, I think he kind of took care of that early. Right. So, you know, that car is every bit as good as he was at 157. And I you know, expect him to, um, <laughs> just be great, uh, continue to be great at that weight. And, yeah. It really, it reminds me of the match Carr had with Peyton Rob at the Dactronics Open in the finals last year, where a uh, similar situation, Rob had the lead uh, and Carr actually got two takedowns in the third period to win that match. Otherwise he needed them both. Otherwise he was going to lose that match. Yeah. Um, so uh, Carr just seems to be finding another level when he needs it. Um, and that's a great thing to see if you're a Cyclone fan. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, and that's really the, the tale tail of tape here is just the dominance, right? Uh, you know, everybody on the team stepped up and and you scored, you know, on paper, you scored one, two, three, four, uh, five uh, big upsets. And, and one of them, you know, Reading over Lamont um, wasn't really that much of a surprise, but just the Soderski, Johnson, uh, Tarakina and and we'll get to it, but at heavyweight, same thing, you know, big upset and um, you know, it's just a absolutely dominating performance by the Cyclones in Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah for sure. So MJ Guyton versus another true freshman, James Rowley. Uh Guyton drops that match by a point, another one where the Cyclones led midway through um and then just didn't finish the match. 184, Marcus Coleman uh clinched the duel with a with a pin of Tyler Dow in the first period. Um, and then 197, you get to that Bastida versus Amos match. And I really thought Lee, it played out kind of how we thought it would um, pretty low scoring mm-hmm. and a lot of positional battles. Uh, but then in the third period, uh, Bastida got a lead and Amos had to open up a little bit more to try to come back. And that's where Bastida was able to, uh, you know, just the slightest opening that Amos gave and Bastida was able to capitalize so I really liked what I saw out of Bastida there. And then uh, heavyweight, like you said, this was uh, the fifth All-American in the lineup for the Badgers and the fifth one to go down. Um, Sam Schuyler gets the takedown with five seconds left after like a 40-second scramble against Trent Hilger from Wisconsin. So that I, that might have that was not the most surprising because obviously Gomez going down was the most surprising, but probably second most surprising out of um, all those upsets that the Cyclones pulled. Yeah, gotta love that for Sammy Skyler. You know, he's he's been in the program for a couple of years now, transferred from Buffalo. Um, just not really the highest rated guy. Not not exactly your um, blue chip hammer, right? Um, but he works, and he's always fun to watch. You know, I, I like to watch uh, Sam Skyler uh, match as much as as much as just about anybody else in the Big Twelve, and. Um, Goodness, he he had a great showing there against, uh, um, you know, his opponent, uh, uh, Hilger. I mean, Trent, Trent Hilger is <laughs> the the opposite, uh, highly touted, you know, ranked all the all multi-time all American. Absolutely, he's he's the opposite of Sam Skyler, and it, it was just fun to see that happen. You know, I I definitely. Uh, um, Again, really hope they post these. Uh, I'd like to watch it um, uh, at some point. I'll, I need to go probably search for that. So, um, so yeah, we'll, uh, we'll. Sorry about the DOS there, but we'll oh, we'll get around to it. And um, excited to see Sam continue to progress. I, I'm glad uh, I'm glad he's still there, and I'm glad he's uh, showing out early. That's great. Um, Iowa State had a couple more duels uh, this weekend, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They beat Campbell uh, 34-3. Uh, big matches of note there. Swiderski beat national qualifier Shannon Hanna, who was ranked, I think, 18th at the time. Um, so that was his first ranked win of the season. Marcus Coleman majored uh, ranked Caleb Hopkins. So uh, Coleman really showing he's definitely in that top five tier. Um, I'm not too worried about him drop I mean, everybody can drop a match and you saw Wisconsin's game plan was to try try to go upper body like uh Jeremiah Kent of Missouri was able to last year 
Um, but with the way Coleman performs against guys like Hopkins, not too worried about him missing the podium. And then Skyler, uh, his other big win of the day uh, was over Tay Gaidelli, uh, who is also ranked for the Campbell Camels. So two ranked wins for both Skyler and Swiderski on Saturday. And then in the first duel, uh, it was Iowa State 33, Little Rock 7. And the big match there was MJ Guyton uh, locking up a body lock and sticking the Trojans' best wrestler, Tristan Wills. So uh, yeah. Guyton showing his uh, repertoire. Yeah, no, that was huge. I mean, and Wills was up in that one uh, when when that uh, throw happened. And really, that ended up being a nine-point swing because, uh, you know, Wills – probably was going to comfortably just ride out that win is, is what yep. he was thinking. And that would have put it at, um, gosh, it, you know, Iowa state still wins the duel, but I think that would have put it at like 12 to nine. Yeah. At that like point that. in the duel, it would have been close. Cause I know you were uh, about ready to text me and see what was going on with the cyclones. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, 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 I was just, uh, um, I, I remember saying that, you know, little rocks, not exactly a pushover. Uh, and that is, uh, remained true. And, and really that nine point swing really launched it into, yeah, ended up, ended up being a dominating, uh, dual performance for the Cyclones. And then that set the weekend, uh, really, uh, it was a, um, a fun one. I know they set some starters out for Little Rock as well, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, Hey, they're not in the Big Twelve, so we don't need to talk about Little Rock. But yeah, um, that was oh. a big that was a big pin uh, by the freshman, by the true freshman, over a very experienced and, and pretty skilled wrestler. So um, really, his opening statement, and then I know he dropped the matchup against Wisconsin, but I think he's going to be an issue in a otherwise wide open weight there. Uh, yeah, for sure. So it's it's going to be exciting to watch him develop. Hmm. Elsewhere around the Big 12, uh, Air Force started their season with a 29-18 win over Division II Western Colorado. Uh, Wyatt Hendrickson did not wrestle. He took a forfeit in that one. So uh, we're still waiting to get the Hendrickson pins rolling in, but I'm sure we won't have to wait long. Um, And then also in Colorado, Northern Colorado, uh, got a 43-3 win over Fort Hayes State. They did this at a big youth tournament. Um, which is a pretty cool venue, I think, just to try to get for a program like Northern Colorado to engage some uh, local and regional fans uh, into their program. Uh, Cal Baptist, CBU, uh, took out NAIA Vanguard 32-6, to and then they took their lumps against Cal Poly, losing 38-9. to uh, The big news I saw there was that their superstar recruit, Mitchell Messenbrink, got a pin in both of those. Um, so I... It's I'm I wonder how close the door is on him competing this year or if he is still playing into red shirt. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, obviously, you know, um, they we don't know anybody there and they're pretty tight lipped. Um, but that it makes sense to red shirt the guy, especially at 165 pounds. That weight doesn't get easier yeah. this year, but at least he has some experience coming into it. Right. Um, I, I don't know. I think that's a really interesting uh, question. Um, I think he'll get his five in and then he'll participate in some opens in semester two. Right. I think that he'll, uh, I, I think we could see him this weekend, which, you know, we can, we could, we'll get to, but, uh, you know, Cal Baptist is making their trip to, um, uh, to the great state Iowa. of Iowa. Yeah. So, uh, we'll, we'll probably see him. Uh, quite frankly, and uh, um, maybe not against David Carr, uh, maybe against David Carr, see where he is. And yeah, it's going to be or either against Carr or they follow that duel up with Iowa the next day. I'd love to see him against Patrick Kennedy as well. And sure. Yeah. Uh, sort of see where both of those guys are at. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And then the other duel in the big 12 this weekend was Mizzou over Lindenwood 55, nothing Lindenwood transitioning up to division one. So uh, pretty slim, uh, like most programs are, when they have to follow the idiotic NCAA ban from postseason play as they reca- reclassify divisions. Yeah. Um, OU and Utah Valley were at the Michigan State Open. Um, sort of some down result. I don't. I guess I wasn't really impressed with OU's results 
this weekend. Uh, Prada lost to Malik Heinzelman, five to three. Wyatt Henson lost to Bird of Illinois, eight to three. Uh, Moshe Schwartz lost to Drew Matten in overtime. Uh, Mitch Moore did take out Isaiah Delgado of Utah Valley, three to one. Um, so I think that's a great big 12 matchup that we'll see again down in Tulsa. And then uh, Nyan House and Josh Heinzelman both took some losses that will, I think, keep them from climbing too high in the rankings uh, until they get some more quality matches under their belt. For sure. But those guys that you're counting losses against, in the, for the most part, are uh, podium contenders, right? That's true. Uh, part- yeah. In particular, Lucas Bird over White Henson, that's kind of a... Uh, not too shocking. Um, Mateen over Schwartz, similar deal. Uh, uh, Nagel over Nine House, and then uh, uh, obviously Paris majoring Heinzelman. Nine, you know, it's, yeah, it's, that's yeah, I should pretty ocean. There's an ocean between those two, as it is. Um, not to say anything, I mean, Heinzelman's a solid wrestler, I, I have a lot of respect for him and um, uh, everything there, but uh, you know, it, it's you know, there's there's a very uh, heavy tiered system at heavyweight, right? And, and Mason Paris is in that top tier. He's really in that yes. top three. And uh, Heinzelman uh, is uh, a very friend, drowns a 16 guy, right? Yeah. So. Let me uh, clarify that point, I guess. It was more of OU. It was, I was surprised to see none of those guys jump up and get someone and make a surprise. Um, yeah. It's not like any of those losses are going to drop them in the rankings yeah. or really hurt them um it was just like that was a really good chance for them to make a statement and it didn't really happen yeah they it, look they're saving up their chips for the big 12 tournament so exactly yeah they they have a track record they are i mean their uh performance at the michigan state open is not correlated at all to how they do uh at the big 12s so for sure, for sure. i should pump the brakes there i suppose for sure for sure um, it look, it, it just is, uh, OU, um, OU wrestling, right? Like they're, they're a roller coaster ride of just, we'll see what happens throughout the season. They'll do well, at the big 12s and then they'll, uh, not really perform well at the NCAAs. It's kind of their thing right now. Um, until they do something else, it's kind of hard to see them, uh, you know, doing something else. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one result out of Utah Valley. I was impressed with that 197. Evan Bachman uh, took All-American Gavin Hoffman to sudden victory. So uh, definitely some promise there for someone who's been in their program for a while. He's been and in then, their program a while and he's had great results at the uh, age group level in um, freestyle. And I think in Greco, too, he's been pretty solid. So he's a good wrestler. Um, he just has, it hasn't necessarily translated to folk style. Uh, we'll see. Yep. Yep. For sure. Oh yeah. So Evan Bachman, definitely someone to watch as watch how he trends this season at West or South at the Southeast open West Virginia. Um, they had Sammy Hilagas knocked out Jared Verclearin, who was, you know, originally an Iowa state commit then was at Penn state and now is at Virginia. Um, so a pretty solid win for Hilagas there. And then Michael Wolfgram took a loss to Hunter Katka of what of Virginia tech. Um, you know, just another situation where that's a chance for Wolf Graham to uh, make a statement and sort of stake his spot. Um, but it just didn't happen for him. For sure. It's good to see West Virginia getting getting some results uh, from a young guy um, like Hey, he, he, is that how you say it? <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> um, Hilly gas. Uh, I have to imagine the double L makes the Y sound. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Agus. Yeah. That would make sense. Um. But uh, that's a good win over Verclearin. I know Verclearin hasn't exactly had the most stellar career in spite of being a blue chip guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, started out at Penn State, went to Virginia Tech now, right? Virginia. Um, Virginia, Virginia. Yep. Okay. Um, but I, I got a soft spot for Jerry Verclearin. You know, the, the, uh, he's, he's a, has juvenile diabetes, type 1 diabetes, and uh, that's uh, uh, impressive that he's able to compete at a high level with that. And, uh, and that's a, um, you know, more awareness there for that kind of thing is, is always good. And I, I always cheer for that kind of guy. So, um, but, but big win for the West Virginia wrestling for sure. Yeah. I got a soft spot for Jared Verclearing too, cause he's got the same haircut as me. So oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> works out great. And this, yeah. and that is why we don't do a video podcast. For <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a face for radio. Uh, for sure. 
tell us about what happened down in Stillwater with the WrestleOffs, Lee. Yeah, nothing too groundbreaking uh, as far as the WrestleOffs go for OSU. Um, the biggest things would probably be uh, um, Luke Meckler uh, beating, um, you know, he performed well uh, in his WrestleOff and he, but he didn't wrestle Wyatt Sheets for 157 pounds. So I don't know what that means. Uh, I'm guessing they're both going to go throughout the season. And then the best guy is going to be the best guy and they'll send him out um, when it, when that time comes. Right. So uh, that's probably the biggest thing. And then 165 pounds. um, I don't know if it's necessarily surprising, but Jalen Harper came out of a mini tournament as the top guy there. Um, and that included uh, Chance McLean and uh, Travis Master Giovanni and Blake Schedule. Uh, Travis Master Giovanni is certainly the highest rated recruit in that group. Um, seeing him at 165 pounds is a bit surprising. Uh, he was closer to 141 pounds when he got on campus. Wow. Uh, so, you know, it's uh, it would have been nice to see Mastro uh, jump into the lineup, but it's also exciting to see uh, Jalen Harper uh, getting that spot. Jalen Harper has been a big team guy over the past few years. Uh, he fills in when he's needed. When Wyatt's hurt, he goes 157. He's gone up to 174. He filled in for Travis Whitlake uh, when Whitlake was hurt a bit last year, but then Whitlake was healthy enough to go to Big 12s. Um, so it's it'll be nice to see Harper get his opportunity. And then uh, 184 pounds, I guess, is the the next big one. Uh, you know, Travis Whitlake or Kyle Haas, right? That's kind of the question. Whitlake's coming up from 165 pounds. Uh, Kyle Haas, uh, after his redshirt season, uh, is this going to be his opportunity to fit into the lineup? He was a – when he committed, I think he was the number eight recruit in the country. Uh, dropped off some because he basically skipped his senior year of high school in com- competition. But uh, – um, they went to sudden victory and Whitlake picked up the win there. Uh, so he'll be the guy uh, moving forward. But I, I, again, similar thing. I think we're going to see both of them throughout the year. Um, so, you know, some, some big question marks uh, for the pokes, um, but nothing super exciting from Russell offs. Uh, um, you know, it's, it's, I think that's probably the biggest one is 184 pounds. Um, but yeah, especially with, uh, you know, that's really intriguing to me as an outsider to that program, uh, Whitlake's been around and being highly successful for Oklahoma state. So to see him, I know he's jumping up two weight classes, but to see him in a battle for that spot, um, really, uh, it's like, I want to see the results. Both those guys have, I don't want to just see one on the bench all season. Um, I'm really intrigued to what they can both do. I know, frankly, I saw somebody mention it and I thought, you know, that's not a bad idea, but uh, just redshirt Dustin plot and have Whitlake go 174 and mm-hmm. Haas 184. And that it, it it's, it might hold you back a little bit this year, but uh, next year it might give you your best lineup. And um, I, I don't think any, I don't think there's any serious consideration about redshirting plot. Otherwise there, that's where Whitlake would go. But um, uh, you know, that's, that definitely was an interesting because you're, you're right. I want to see both those guys as well. We've heard a lot of great things about Kyle Haas um yeah he's one of the strongest guys in the room he's quick he's able to get to legs uh, you know I, I, who knows what's true and what's not um but uh you know we're just gonna see a mix of them and then the best man's gonna go and that's just kind of gonna be the the tale of the season for Oklahoma State there's a there's a lot of question marks and they need to develop some guys, you know, not just the uh, Carter Youngs and Victor Voinovich who definitely need to be ready and to jump levels, but the um, Luke Meckler and Jalen Harper and, you know, whatever happens at 184 pounds and Connor Doucette at 100 and, or I'm sorry, at 285 pounds, like those guys need to be better. They can't be uh, 10 to 20, you know, they need to be um, five to eight is really what Oklahoma state needs them to be. And, uh, are they going to get there? That's, that's the question mark. Um, most say no. Uh, and I think that's fair. Um, I, you know, I'm a homer. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think it's possible <laughs> for some of them, but, 
um i think it's fair to say that you know it's not always it's not all rainbows for sure yeah yeah so how with that being said how are you feeling about the duel at lehigh this weekend uh yeah i think it's going to be a great duel i think it's gonna be really close um uh you know there's some really solid matchups here i think the highlight match is uh uh definitely um well the the match the highlight match and the match i'm most interested in are probably actually different um, mm-hmm. the highlight match is is probably um uh, carter young and malik hines it is how i kind of see that going carter young is number 10 uh in the country and and malik hines is number 24 but hines is coming up from 133 pounds where he was a national qualifier um had a good run at 133 pounds he didn't he never gives up bad losses and he has some good wins um and then carter you know how good is he gonna be how much has he grown one uh because he was really 133 pounder wrestling at 141 pounds last year um how, how much stronger has he gotten uh, there's a lot of question marks around carter young and this is an interesting first match for him the match i'm most interested in though is luke serber and michael beard at 197 pounds um, i agree I, with you there michael beard hey look you know he's what what was the word right he was one point away from being the guy to go to NCAAs for penn state uh and then the guy who did go won a national title so they say beard is you know top notch you know top number eight in the country all that stuff um server though coming down from 285 pounds he had a um he learned a lot right and he was giving up 20 30 40 pounds on some of his opponents last year and uh if he maintains the quickness and his positioning from when he was a lighter weight high school wrestler um with the heavy hands and the positioning and being able to compete against bigger guys than at a weight where he's one-to-one, you know, the same weight as the guy across from him. I think that's going to be a very interesting match. And I think it's going to be, uh, you know, the pick is going to be beard, you know, if you have money on it, but uh, depending on the line, right. I, I think server is going to keep it close. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, you know, you see server ranked, 28 uh i think a lot of that has to do with him dropping down and not having results at this weight class um but i definitely think he will trend up and even if he doesn't pull out this one uh if he has a really good match with beard could sort of put him on the radar as someone to look out for as uh competing for that all-american status at 197 absolutely and then you also have uh tate samuelson transferred to lehigh from wyoming at 184 pounds with lake uh, most likely is going to be the guy there. Uh, Samuelson was a thorn in Dakota Gear's side for three years. Um, so that's going to be an interesting uh, match as well. And then uh, uh, Victor Voinovich and um, Bryant at 149 pounds, they, the last time they met, Bryant got the win at Beast of the East in 2019. Uh, the two Ohio uh, studs, right? Okay. So, uh, that's going to be an interesting um match as well i mean it, it's, it's a tough duel it's a very tough duel yeah to start Lehigh the is a very good program absolutely you're going across the country you have to weigh in for the first time it's not going to be a layup by any means um and then it's there i mean this is one where they fill their gym up right um so it's going to be a it's going to be a, a a close one and it's going to be a fun duel to watch for sure on flow wrestling absolutely that's at is that a, at 11 a.m lee Gosh, you put me on the spot there. I, I think I, it is because I think the pokes are going up to Bucknell the for the evening. Yeah. Yep. So they start out with Lehigh. Um, yep. Another one to watch out for, just starting at 125, Mastro versus Jarrett Lane. Jarrett Lane got the better of him in that duel last year. Um, uh, I don't think that's her, or maybe I'm reading Russell's stat incorrectly. I am. Mastro won that one 5 1. Um, so, yeah, but I'm still excited about that because. Uh, two really good wrestlers and uh, see what Mastro uh, can do uh, this season. Yeah. Look, early season Mastro, I don't think there's a question. Uh, I, I think the, I think he's, um, you know, if, if he can stay healthy, I think he's a top five guy, uh, mm-hmm. but that's the question, right? Can he stay healthy yep. and how, how is he going to manage that weight pool? 
And uh, if he does it well, then, um, you know, they're really they're There's a, there's a pretty decent gap between him and, and Jarrett Lane. But Jarrett Lane's a very talented wrestler um, and uh, and definitely can't sleep on him, you know. Um, and having it at 11 a.m. Uh, after traveling across the country and <laughs> having to weigh in and all that other stuff. Right. I mean, it's definitely a, a bear trap for Mastro. Yeah, absolutely. So I've got this one at 22 to nine uh oklahoma state but i think there will be a ton of good matches in there uh lee you've got it a little bit closer yeah 19 to 12 is what i think it'll end up being i just have uh um some question marks at uh, a couple of the places um and uh i think it's gonna be a little bit closer um really it, it wouldn't shock me to see it come to uh bonus points for um uh it, it, dayton needs to get bonus points yeah, and that Connor McGonigal, um, you know, he's been around too, so mm-hmm. uh, he's not just going to roll over, that's for sure. For sure. Um, I don't have any notes on OSU Bucknell other than that it follows up the Lehigh duel. Uh, do you have any matchups to look out for there? It seems like Bucknell's down this year. Bucknell's a little down. Um, I'm trying to think what would be interesting. I think the 165 pounds is probably the most interesting matchup. Um they have a, a pretty decent wrestler there. This, or well, they they've had a pretty de- decent wrestler there, and um, I think that uh, that could give whoever we send out there at 165 pounds a good early test. Um, otherwise, yeah, Kurt, you know, Dayton has tagged Kurt Phipps, um, Carter Young beat that guy. Let's see. They do have Nick Delp ranked Nick Delp. at 157. And he did beat Wyatt Sheets in the duel uh, back in February. Um, so that, uh, <laughs> you know, that that could go that way if it's Luke Meckler, though. Um, we'll see. I think there's not really anything. That's probably the biggest one. So, yeah, I, I think that will probably be a, you know, 30 to 3 type of duel. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, it, it you know, but Nell, it's nice to go up there um, for sure. And then there are some uh, recruits in the uh, Eastern Pennsylvania uh, that uh, Oklahoma State hopefully is. I know it's a dead period, but hopefully they're going to make it out to either Bethlehem or, uh, you know, but Nell if they're able to, if they're not wrestling themselves and, uh, you know, shake a couple hands and uh, kiss a couple babies, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> since we're yep. on election day <laughs> yeah that seems to be the theme for the week yeah. um the other oklahoma school in the big 12 ou is also going to be taking on lehigh uh they've got a pre- pretty solid event going on out there um so after osu takes on lehigh they get the sooners um and there's some great matches to look out for in that one as well mm-hmm. yeah no absolutely i think uh again um, 197 pounds makes an interesting point there. Keegan Moore and, and Michael Beard. I think that's a, a very interesting, uh, matchup. I think, uh, Wyatt Henson and Connor McGonigal is an interesting matchup. Too. Yeah. That's a good measuring stick for Henson. See where he's at. Yeah. I mean, McGonigal's coming down from 141 pounds and he's, uh, um, been in that program a long time. He was a blue chip recruit similar to Henson. Uh, and he's, uh, um, you know, tough. He's, he's just always going to be a tough matchup against darn near anybody. So uh, that'll be a fun one for sure. I, I think that uh, Lehigh um, definitely bit off a big uh, challenge here this weekend with uh, having both Oklahoma schools come through. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, especially on the same day, not even splitting it up. Like a lot of, you know, when the big 12 uh, teams get both Oklahoma schools. A lot of times it'll be one on Friday and one on Sunday, and you've got a rest day in between, or at least uh, back-to-back days. But uh, yeah. both in one day is no joke. I do think they're going to pick up the win, uh, Lehigh is. And I, I I think we have the same general feel on it. It's going to be a close one, but uh, um, I think Lehigh is going to pull out a, a very, like a, you know, five to five. Uh, yeah, I think they'll just get bonus points somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, so um, you know that's gonna be that's gonna be a fun one for sure. Oh, you, they they they're doing the same thing. They're going to uh, uh, Buffalo, 
Um, I think that one is actually at Lehigh. I think they're oh, hosting. Okay. Nice. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, so same location. But... Okay. So while like while OSU and Lehigh are wrestling, OU and Buffalo are going to wrestle. Yep. Something like that. Um, in Buffalo, kind of similar to Bucknell, uh, they're just a little bit down to com- compared to where they usually are this yeah. season. So yeah. I think OU wins big in that one. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, few more matchups. I think you know we'll mention that North Northern Colorado's wrestling at Binghamton, um, but then you've got the first big 12 duel of the year, unless you had anything you wanted to mention on Northern Colorado and Binghamton. No, uh, just one match. I had my eyes on there was Andrew Berryessa transfer from Cornell, uh, taking on number 26 Casella for Binghamton. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually, uh, I think Northern Colorado might pull that duel out. That should be pretty evenly matched, but I like Northern Colorado in that one. For sure. Well, then you've got the first big 12 duel of the year with, uh, California Baptist coming to Ames, Iowa, and uh, uh, going to get to experience some Hilton magic, huh? Yeah, that's going to be late at night. I don't think it starts till 8 p.m. Um, Dresser's been at football games announcing, you know, making sure they're going to get a big crowd for that one. So I think you'll see a lot of Iowa State's uh, starting lineup there. I don't think they'll put in too many backups. Um, but, uh, you know, the one match you would look out for with Cal Baptist is Mitchell Messenbrink versus David Carr. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen. I would think they would save him for the Iowa duel the next day. Um, but yeah, uh, first big 12 duel this season uh, and first big 12 duel for California Baptist as a member of the big 12. So exciting stuff there. Absolutely. You know, and that's the, uh, you know, that it's nice to see a new program enter. It's nice to get a, a West coast school to, um, be in the fold here. And I'm, we've talked about it a, a few, several times now, but uh, I'm excited to see Cal Baptist, uh, uh, make the, uh, make the jump and, and get started. And it's probably going to be rough for a few years, but, um, as we've mentioned, uh, this Messenbrink is a, a huge addition, um, uh, Eli Hale's a good addition at 125. You know, they're coming into Oklahoma and Wisconsin, and I'm sure they'll get into Iowa and Nebraska and uh, the mountain states and and pick up some recruiting because, you know, uh, Riverside, California is not the nicest place in the world, but uh, it, it's also not awful. So, yeah. Um, and it's a know, D1 wrestling opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, they, and then they've also got their local stuff. So uh, we've talked about that verbatim. Uh, we don't need to go into it again, but uh, that'll be a fun one. And, it, you know, Messenbrink against Carr, if that happens, then that's appointment television. You know, you got to tune in for that. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it'll be on uh, uh, Big 12 now on ESPN Plus, huh? Yep, exactly. That with all of uh, Iowa State's home duels this year will be there. Awesome. And then they're going to Iowa. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think Messenbrink against Kennedy is a little bit more of a um, exciting uh measuring stick for Messenbrink? Yeah, I think it would be more competitive. For sure. And then there's lots of you you got here there's lots of opens. So, uh um Wyoming's hosting one, North Dakota State's hosting one it looks like. Uh Yep. I put a note here is this where we see Yore Volk? Is he going to go in this early open or is there, are they going to wait until uh they don't count? <laughs> you know, yeah. the new rules. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, that's definitely an interesting uh, dynamic in play with these new redshirt rules, but hopefully we do see Volk at the home tournament. I think that'll be a you know, see see how he stacks up against college college competition at 125 pounds. Yeah, and I think the uh, the Cowboy Open's usually a decently strong one. Um, it's I wouldn't put it on Michigan State Open's level, but it's definitely a step ahead of the like Colorado Mines Rookie Open. Um, so <laughs> yeah. uh, you'll obviously see Wyoming there, Air Force, and Utah Valley are the other. Uh, Big 12 schools slated to be there. Uh, Mizzou hosts an open this weekend. UNI goes to the Grandview Open. Um, and then at the Bison Open, it's North Dakota State and South Dakota State. So, uh, you know, they expect to see a lot of matches for a lot of Big 12 wrestlers this weekend. For sure. We'll definitely have the results uh, next week. We'll discuss anything interesting. Yeah. So do you want to do 165 to 285 picks? I think we could probably run through that in, the, in 10 minutes. I, and that would put us right at an hour. Yeah, that sounds great to me. Okay. 
Cool. Well, then, uh, you know, we're starting at 165 pounds, which is probably the most interesting weight in the Big 12. Uh, you know, we talked about 149 and, and 157 and 141 and some of these classes being pretty deep, but 165 seems like it comes down to two guys. Yeah, 165. I think it's got to be David Carr and Keegan O'Toole. Um, I'm going to take the homer pick and expect David Carr to win that one. Mm. But man, does Keegan O'Toole scare me. Um, <laughs> you know, there's two national champions at this weight ranked above David Carr and Keegan O'Toole scares me a hell of a lot more than Shane Griffith does as far as uh, being in David Carr's path to a national title. Are there four national champions in this weight nationally? Um, Quincy Monday was ranked above Carr for being a national finalist, but he's down at 157. Um, so you've got David Carr, Shane Griffith, and Keegan O'Toole. I think that's it, unless I'm missing someone. Okay. Yeah, I, you know, I, look, I understand the the homer pick, right? Uh, I think that's uh, definitely fair um, to uh, to take that one. But uh, boy, Keegan O'Toole is a different guy, right? I mean, he is. Um, I, he's just dominant. He just yeah. And um, I'll tell you why he scares me. Um, you know, when in cars match with Hamity this weekend, there is a point where Hamity got his long arms around car and got a cradle locked up and car was able to fight it off without even giving up a takedown. Uh, you know, if Keegan you know, tool gets that on you, he is going to cinch that up and put you to your back. Yes. Uh, you, there's no room for error there. Yeah. O'Toole and Hamity are high school. Like they trained their asker. They're both Askren guys, aren't they? I believe so. Yep. Yeah. And I know um, O'Toole is. I, I have a feeling that, uh, that is going to be a very interesting, um, matchup, you know, uh, but David Carr, you can't count him out, uh, by any means. I, I, I think I would take O'Toole, uh, just because he seems to be on that almost where he's, uh, it's him, you know, just, which is you know, especially wild. if, it favors him because he came out of the meat grinder last year. Yes. Yeah. But uh, David Carr is David Carr. And I, I think that uh, he, if, if, he, if he's there, he's got a chance is really how that works out. For sure. Um, so we, we both got the same finalists. You're going to take Carr. I'm going to take uh, O'Toole. So that's uh, um Boy, yeah, that's that's a that's going to be a fun one for sure. And, and we'll get to see it. We'll get to see it in the duel. We'll yeah. likely get to see it Big Twelve finals, and hopefully see it at the national tournament as well. You so know, somebody brought, and I'm going to tangent here for just a minute. But yeah. So somebody brought up in that in one of the places where we discuss things, um, he didn't think that he would we would see David Carr uh, take on Hamity, and I thought I we don't have that problem in the big 12 where guys sit against uh competition they don't they just don't really do that hendrickson you know is off and on uh but H- hendrickson why hendrickson's why hey look the air force academy thing all this other stuff that's a whole different conversation but you know dayton fix david carr keegan o'toole um the top guys in the big 12 don't do that they wrestle like if they get an opportunity to wrestle somebody, especially from the Big Ten, they do it. And uh, I think that that's a, a really interesting question that came up. But David Carr and Keanu Tool, they're going to hit and they're going to wrestle and we're going to see it. and We're going to know what that's going to look like going into the Big 12 championship. Yeah, for sure. Um, really excited to see it and hopefully multiple times. Like you said, uh, I really don't think those guys are going to miss that one. Uh, 174 pounds. Um, what do you got? What What do you think the finals look like? You know, I like Dustin Plot. Um, you know, it sounds like the shoulder's healthy. Uh, is that right? Is, is he all oh, good yeah. to go here? Yeah. Look, I know that that came up. Um, he made it all through last year and didn't have any issues. Um, he missed the uh, junior or the the world team trials and U.S. Open. Um, but that mm-hmm. was that wasn't a shoulder issue. That was a a different something issue. else I don't know the, okay I don't know the specifics but it wasn't shoulder yeah and i guess that sort of is the theme for this weight because you've got demetrius romero uh from utah valley eighth year senior uh huge question of to whether if he's healthy or not um 
I guess I don't know how I haven't heard that he's not uh, assuming he's good to go. He's going to be my pick. Uh, another guy that I think is a dark horse, Lance Runyon from you and I was not healthy for a lot of la- last year. Um, and if he can uh, put it all together, then he could make a run to the finals as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I think Lance Runyon's up there. I think Peyton Mako is somebody that you need to look out for in that. Um, I, it wouldn't shock me to see Hayden Hastings, Hastings in his senior year finally put it all together and make it to the Big 12 Finals. I think he's been in the Big 12 Finals before. Yeah, I believe you're right. Um, another dark horse would be Cade DeVos, uh, another round of 12 type guy that could emerge from the pack to very, uh, to jump into the finals. 174 is very deep weight class, uh, nationally and in the Big 12. So um, a, lot of, a lot of really talented wrestlers here. Um, I, I think it'll be... Uh, uh, plot and um, quite frankly, I think it would be plot and Mako uh, would be my bet right now with plot getting the win. Um, I'm going to go plot over Romero. Plot over I'm going to go. Yep. I think that's a good pick too. You know, Romero, uh, big 12 champion went undefeated in the regular season in 2021. So um, that, that's definitely an interesting, that, that was 165 pounds though, wasn't it? Yep. Yep. It was lower for sure. Um, yeah, I'm glad to see him stick with uh, Utah Valley as well. I know he transferred in there from Boise State after they cut their program, and then um, sticking with Utah Valley. I, I think he had an yeah. opportunity to transfer. I think he was briefly in the portal this summer, but uh, I think he pulled out and um, decided to stick with the Wolverines. So love seeing that. Yeah, cool to see a program be able to hang on to their kids. Yeah. Uh, 184, who you got, Lee? Uh, you know, it's got to be. Parker Keckheisen is that guy similar to Keegan O'Toole to me where he's just kind of next level good at this weight in this uh, conference. And I think that uh, while that might just be good enough for third nationally, um, he is uh, he's a great wrestler and he's definitely somebody that uh, I see taking that weight. And uh, the, the other guy I see um, in there, I mean, you know, Marcus Coleman, uh, for Iowa State is uh, similar. He's, as he showed this weekend, he's pretty dominant um, against guys that he should be dominant against. And uh, I think that this might be his year too. Uh, we'll see how he competes with Kekheiser. Yeah, I think um, uh, it's yet to be seen whether Coleman can pull off the upset against Kekheiser. But Kekeisen, you know, that's not a bad guy to be taking losses to. It means you're in the finals, um, probably, if you're Marcus Coleman. Uh, I think Kekeisen wins it over Coleman. Uh, I'll be interested to see if Kekeisen can, uh, you know, take out Trent Heidley or Aaron Brooks mm-hmm. um, or, uh, you know, push Brooks uh, even more than he has in the past. Yeah. Uh, super excited about Kekeisen's upside. I am curious, you know, I, I hate to – sleep on you know the two Oklahoma State guys if it's Travis Willey or Kyle Haas um, I think that either of those guys could enter that conversation for sure if Whitlake is able to maintain that weight um, you know going up is hard to especially when you go up to weight classes um, but he's you know he's Travis Whitlake he's the number six recruit in that class in 2019 2018 whatever that was and uh, cadet silver medalist and fourth place finisher and all the accolades. Right. So um, I, I think he, uh, I think he's got the talent. It's how can he manage the weight difference and the strength differences up there. And against guys, like, I mean, Keck Eisen and Coleman are both absolute bulls. And uh, I think that might be uh, 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 the difference uh, really. But if Whitlake could do it, I mean, I know he's, I know he's strong, but is he that strong? Is this really the big question? Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I think it'd be arrogant to write off uh, someone who got fourth in the national tournament just two years ago, no matter the weight class, and say that they can't make the Big 12 finals here. Um, sure. def- definitely going to be a threat, no matter who Oklahoma State ends up sending out. For sure. 197 opened up a little bit, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Uh, there's an absence at the top where a uh, national champion was at the beginning of last season. Um, you know, uh, it remains to be seen where Ferrari will end up in his wrestling career. Uh, but 
they're there's still talent at the top. You've got Stephen Buchanan ranked third in the country, Rocky Elam ranked fourth, Younger Bestie ranked sixth. Um, so super loaded up there. You've got uh world silver medalist at U23 Worlds, Tanner Sloan in the mix. Um, yeah, and then Luke Serber, who I know you're really high on. I'm a big Luke Serber fan for sure. I I thought Stephen Buchanan might be out. That's true. There there are uh you know murmurs that Buchanan he did pull out of the all-star meet it's unknown I guess what his season will look like or if he will be competing this season um yeah so that would definitely uh help the help Missouri and Iowa State in the national team race as well if they're able to move up slots where Stephen Buchanan was you know taking a finalist position or a third place position for them for sure. I think that we could see Sloan slot in uh, somewhere here. I, I I definitely think that he could be a uh, big 12 finalist. Look, Luke Serber made the big 12 finals last year at heavyweight. Right. Yeah. So um, there are always surprises. And 197 is one where I think that it's so good at the top, like at this level that I like we, it's hard to pick. It's really hard to pick. Ah, I, you know, who do you got? Who do you got at 197? I'm I'm gonna go Elam over Best Seed at Big 12s. Um, Elam just seemed to get the better of them the last couple times they wrestled, uh, and so I guess uh, sort of uh, it's that's the expectation until I see differently, like we've said before. Um, yeah. yeah, both yeah two strong wrestlers, but I think those will that will be who emerges to the finals for sure. You know, look, if th- if things go the way that we are projecting, Missouri is about to run away with a big 12 title again. Yeah. That is kind of how that <laughs> looks like. Um, it's hard to pick against Elam. He's a very solid 197 pounder. I mean, he's, he's a really good wrestler. Um, I think that uh, if Buchanan's healthy, I think he's the guy. Uh, uh, and that would be my pick. If if he's in it, it'd be Buchanan over Elam. Um, I think you're I think you're onto something with uh Elam and Bastida. I think I'd take Elam over Bastida. Um, but I really, I think Tanner Sloan's going to have a big year in his senior season. And uh, really, I, I could see Younger, Younger and Tanner Sloan being the finalist here with uh, um, Sloan pulling it out in his last season uh, with the Jackrabbits and polishing off a really good year, right? Uh, World Silver Medal. And uh, let's get on to what's next, right? Yeah, exactly. Definitely uh, would be very cool to see Tanner Sloan uh, make a jump uh, up into that upper echelon of 197 pounders. And then at heavyweight, um, we're, you know, big Wyatt Hendrickson fans, right? So uh, it's hard to not be a big fan of a guy with like a 90 something percent bonus rate uh, (laughs) at heavyweight and um, being at a service academy. Those are, those are big things. So uh, I, you know, I think that uh, Wyatt's the guy, I think he'll be the champion there. And and I, I'm going to, I'm going to let some of your Iowa state homerism rub off on me. And I think Sam Skyler's <laughs> going to get it done and be the guy, yeah. you know, based off of his first weekend. Um, it's hard to say that he's not better now than he was last year and uh, in years before. So, and, and this is his last year, right? So um, I think that's going to be, him coming out and, and leaving his mark on the Cyclones program. Yeah. I mean, if you would have said that, if we would have done all of these predictions a week ago, then I would have called you crazy for thinking Sam Skyler was going to be a big 12 finalist, but his results this weekend definitely show he's going in the right direction. Um, I don't know if he's there yet. I'm going to take Hendrickson over Zach Elam of Mizzou um, and sort of, I guess, add some more team points to Mizzou in their imaginary race that we're handing out. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's it's really unfortunate that we let them back in the conference and they're gonna just <laughs> dominate the, their way to two Big Twelve titles in a row. Um, but you know, Iowa State's coming up uh, and is can definitely say something about this. I think they are. I think our picks they're up there, um, and then uh, um, you know the Pokes and the Sooners are definitely gonna have plenty to add as well. Um, heck. North Dakota State's going to have a lot to add, uh, right? So, yeah, they are. I mean, if Mets comes back at this weight and if Owen Pence, you know, he didn't get a good result at 197 in the dual meet against Nebraska, but he could definitely make the finals at 197. Yeah. 
it's going to be a great year really is what it boils down to. Uh, and I, I'm excited to go through it here with you every week and, uh, recap what we see. I think this was, uh, a, a great opening weekend for, uh, the big 12. Let's see if they can keep that going, uh, with the, um, four duels this weekend. I, you know, one of, and one of them being, and we're not going to, unfortunately, we're not going to stay undefeated. Uh, Cal Baptist is going to, uh, either win two or, uh, and then, but then that means Iowa State lost one, right? Um, exactly. Or or vice versa. So um, who knows? We'll be definitely be cheering for a, a Cal Baptist upset over the Hawkeyes, right? Yeah. And, you know, I don't like rooting against Lehigh. I like that they're the Mountain Hawks, but uh, uh, hopefully they come out from this, from this weekend with two losses. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I think it's going to be an interesting weekend for sure. And, uh, uh, excited to talk about it again next next week with you. Yeah, you bet. We'll be here. All right. Well, that'll that'll do it for this episode of the Pin 12 Wrestling Podcast. Uh, join us next week as we recap this week's duels and uh, talk about what's continuing to come up. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, please feel free to reach, reach out to either myself at Lee Cawthorn on Twitter or uh, Sam Phillips at Slam Phillips on Twitter, and we'll answer your questions on the show, and we'll go from here. Thanks for listening.